Welcome back, listeners. My name is Jackson Vickery, and I am the host and producer of the JV Club podcast. On this episode, I spoke to the writer and director of Passages, Ira Sachs. Other films from Sachs include Frankie, Little Men, Love is Strange, Keep the Lights On, 40 Shades of Blue, and his first feature, The Delta. have to first just start out by saying what an absolute honor it is to to be chatting with you today um this film um was so special to me and i it's it's very interesting to think about because it's something i i'm so happy to have right now in this moment in life but also wish i had like when i was a teenager because i feel like i have seen so many people sort of circulate online how this was sort of their first experience of you um, as like like a teenager group that is going to see this film. And um, I think back at that sort of moment and sort of that naivete and, and just how sort of beautiful that is and to have this be sort of their first foray into your to your filmography is something that I just think is is so beautiful and I'm just I'm just glad to be able to experience it that's interesting I didn't I mean so where are you seeing teenagers seeing, seeing the movie uh, that's great it, to hear so I I don't it's just through social media oddly I and that's honestly how I feel so many people have been able to just sort of watch or learn about passages in a lot of ways um and just through the trades and um i don't know i think there's a a young queer audience that's just sort of sort of yearning for content and i just think this came at such a beautiful time and interesting crossroads i guess so what was what was special to you about the movie like what what do you feel it offered you that you hadn't had it's just this idea of freedom just for for moments um i mean just moments of chatting and um sort of around dining room tables or on a bicycle ride or in a bar and just having it sort of just stay still for a bit and just uh-huh. to have this sort of queer movement and queer liberation throughout it just felt so refreshing and so lovely and in ways that i i don't know i just hadn't seen before so last last night i went to the museum of modern art and i saw video made in 1992 at a place called the pyramid club um, which was in the east village in new york and i don't know if you know anoni um, who used to be Anthony and the and the Johnsons. So uh, Anoni's an amazing singer and um, started a drag performance collective in 92 called Black Lips. And they would perform a new 
production every week at 1 a.m. on Monday nights. And so they would write these plays and they were very outrageous and beautiful costumes and music. And um, and they had a video at the Museum of Modern Art of, of one of these performances. And I think I felt what, what you're describing, which is like, ah, it's so liberating to see certain images, like images that you you forget are possible. Mm. Yeah, no, it, it, I, I even think it was just in the way that you've spoken about it and even just through the clothing choices and just the way it sort of fluctuates um, how there's sort of that one crop top that um, Franz's character wears through um, from the moment that he's talking to Ben's character and then um, when he meets Adele's character, it's just this fluidity that's just so, so interesting and so full of depth and just, I don't know, I, I it's just so beautiful to me. Thank you. That that means a lot. It's, no. It's helpful to hear that I'm writing something new and it's always just meaningful to hear the things that people respond to or the things that are most instinctual. Mm. You know, the things that are not too contrived or too full of meaning, but are just about movement, particularly in film, like movement, action, color, um, skin, queerness. Mm. And I I saw a quote by you, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you said action movies have no past, correct? Well, I sort of, I think you're combining two things that I've been thinking about, which is thinking of acting as action. So mm. like instead of thinking of it as meaning or, or um, subtext, uh, it's just really about action. Like what is move, what, how do you move as a body on, in front of a camera? is is really what acting is all about for me and i try not to think beyond what are the actions what are the movements um and then i was thinking about wait what you were saying action is what what was my quote action has no past oh oh well i i guess um i guess for me in this film i i removed any sort of self-conscious moments in which people spoke about their past mm. where they're like like in a way I, I i guess i could say an action movie is one fully in the presence so um nobody's describing where they came from nobody is narrating um a moment that isn't in front of the audience like everything's in front of the audience mm. um and I think in my old in other films there was more um, focus on dialogue in a way. This movie was so much about movement. Mm. And I mean, where did the gestation of this idea come from? I think, to a great extent, what you're describing you experienced, which is I just wanted to make a free movie. I wanted to make a movie that um, was a kind of film that I felt had disappeared and one that I wasn't sure would be have any value in the culture, but I wanted to see it. So, I mean, this movie could have had a different trajectory. It could have totally disappeared. It might have mm -hmm. never, no one ever might've seen it. Like, and, and I think um, that in a way gives me a kind of um, freedom to make the movie that I wanted to see. And mm -hmm. 
for for me, I think particularly during the pandemic and the lockdown, and I just craved a kind of cinematic intimacy. Um, mm. and, and and that intimacy was both the kinds of images, but also <clears throat> a film about the vulnerability of, of human beings in making and losing connection to each other. Mm. I love that. Absolutely love that. And I mean, as you sort of start thinking about this new project that you're writing, um, I'm just curious what's inspiring you right now. Um, I think risk is inspiring me. Like, like to try to reject comfort and and to hold on to the things that are that feel dangerous and that feel the most personal to me. Um, I saw Catherine Brias film recently. That was it's called um, Last Summer, um, and I was inspired by the con the 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 amount of contradictions in the film, like ambivalence and ambiguity, inspires me. Um, things that that are that contain their opposites, if that makes sense. Um, so mm -hmm. I'm thinking. I haven't been watching, but I've been thinking about Cassavetes because um, I used to watch a lot of John Cassavetes movies, and I, I haven't lately. But I can kind of remember that what's exciting is the um, the possibility for things and their opposite to happen. Hmm. I love that. Um, and then I guess sort of just in our final few minutes, um, I mean, what what leaves you hopeful sort of about queer cinema at this particular moment? Um, people who are braver than I am. People mm -hmm. who are making images that I can't imagine. So I'm thinking of a couple of filmmakers I know in Brazil, Fabio Leal, Gustavo Venegra, who are making images that look like things that can't be imagined in the US. And that excites me. Um, I think going to movie theaters, go, going to New Fest here in New York and seeing full houses and, and a kind of audience that's participating in in a in a cinema that's that's counter to Barbie, mm. yeah, uh, that is you know, um, I saw a movie called Chocolate Babies, which was made in '94, but I just saw it as it was re-released, and it was um, a film about a kind of black queer. HIV positive terrorists in New York. And I was um, by Stephen Winter. And I, that film inspired me and made me think queer cinema has, um, you know, sometimes I think that term is limiting. It doesn't describe my work, but in other times I think it's a ghetto I want to embrace. Mm. Yeah, no, this was my first year at New Fest and at the New York Film Festival. And it was, um, I don't know, to just be in those audiences, especially New Fest. I, I definitely had that sort of, I don't know, that sense of community that 
I haven't had in a theater um, very often um, elsewhere. So it was um, just absolutely beautiful. Um, and just to, to see the programming that they had this year was just um, wonderful. Um, but um, Mr. Sachs, I, I know we're almost right at time, but I really, really do want to thank you. And um, I just, I so appreciate you taking the time to chat with me this morning. This is, it's been uh, moving to me and I'm, I'm just to hear what, what, what you value and um, yeah, I mean, in my film and also in, in queerness and, you know, it's tra trans, the thing I was thinking about last night as I was watching, you, you should, you, you should check out Anoni. I think you'd like her music. Um, and she really comes from the, the kind of queer space that is, that is really powerful. And she's, she was on, she was speaking last night and really talking about transmission of, 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 of queerness through art. So mm -hmm. for me, when you watch passages, you're you're seeing what I learned from movies like Taxi Zoom Clo or Chantal Ackerman's Je Il El, movies that were again braver than me that pushed me to make things that are that are queer, meaning like different and mm. strange, and um, and so you know passing that on is a pleasure. Yes. No, I, I love that. And that's what I, one of the things I cherish most about your films is how it's a, oh, I was about to say how this is a passage to something else, but uh, I guess it's fitting, but a passage into different sort of portals into different um, spheres of uh, just different bodies of work. So I, I really do um, appreciate that so much about your work as well too. Thank you for tuning into this episode. This podcast was hosted and produced by yours truly, Jackson Vickery, but a very special thank you to Sterling Gavinsky for the theme music and to Carly Haney for the artwork. We will see you next time.